Hoblitz. That's his his show. We talk about uh, you know living simply, mm-hmm. how to protect yourself and your family. Right. Uh, should things get really funky, you know what what do we do if we lose power on mm-hmm. the grid? What do we do right. if we have to you know shelter in place for three months? Mm. Can you do that? Do you have the ability right. uh, to do that? And we also talk about. Um, you know, being able to grow your own foods, mm-hmm. know where your foods come from. Yeah. Uh, that that's really important. important. Yeah. And I think it's important to a lot of our, of our listeners, whether you're growing it yourself or you're supporting local farmers, local growers. We got to take care of those folks. Uh, then he was telling me about a, a story uh, out and it's, it's here in Virginia. It's out of the Farmville area mm-hmm. of a, an Amish farm. Um, that was, uh, I don't know how else to, to word it other than raided by the Virginia Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a special guest on Sunday show. This is uh, Bryson Lipscomb from Triple Oaks Farm. Here's a little bit uh, of what you'll hear on Sunday's show. Um, and if you have ever operated in the food direct-to-market food world, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, uh, any place, any inspector can go into any place at, at any level, whether it be a federally inspected butcher or all the way down to the food truck level. Sure. Um, any inspector can go in those places and find something and deem it unsanitary mm-hmm. and shut it down. There's very vague rules and, and or right. very vague uh, terms in, written yeah. into these laws or these Very codes. opinion-based. Right. And, and, and they're left up to those boots-on-the-ground inspectors right. to draw, like Lynn said, that opinion. Um, but what they said, well, a few things that he was doing was unsanitary. Um, and instead of doing what I would consider um, common sense in saying, hey. Uh, Typically, they would say, we're going to give you this amount of time right. to make this correction. And then we're going to come back and visit you again. That's you, been you my experience. Think. You would think. Yeah. That would be that seems like the right thing. Irrational. Right. Uh, if anything, uh, they, they got no business being there in the first place. But I, I digress. Uh, so they, 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 they seized the meat instead of giving him like a two weeks, like, hey, this doesn't look great. Maybe we'll come back and, you know, you shore some of these things up. That didn't happen. Instead, they tagged all of his freezers, all of his products um, and said. So that, this is frozen meat, preserved frozen, meat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Frozen or in a cooler to okay. some degree. Okay. And told him he could no longer continue his business selling those products. Uh, they told him um, he was not allowed to touch that meat. Uh, they even went as far to tell him he couldn't feed his family or, or feed his dogs with uh, with that food. How much um, food are we talking about? So we're talking about a walk-in freezer was the biggest uh, piece of a biggest freezer in the area, and that was 16 feet wide by about uh, 20 feet long and eight feet tall, uh, and it was. All but full. Um, I didn't personally see it, but Sam told me it was just about packed to the door. Okay. Um, now, if you look into this case, uh, there's some different numbers floating around as far as the actual value of that meat in there. From what the best I can tell, is about anywhere from twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars worth of meat is in this freezer. Um, you know, and Sam felt like them telling him that he could not feed his family with food that they raised. Uh, was was crossing the line. Oh, he felt like the beyond state. crossing a line, right? And um, and that's what really got him fired up about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, he, not to mention the twenty five thousand dollar right. loss. So after the 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 that ins- when they came in with the search warrant, after they inspected and they seized and tagged all the meat and told him he couldn't do anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose what I say carefully here on Sam's behalf, but. 
Uh, ultimately, a few weeks later, uh, he was taken to trial. Um, uh, he asked for a continuance um, so he could get his paperwork together. He has a, The man has a, a stack three or four inches thick with letters from customers that he was receiving and he was trying to get together, just advocating for him and his sure. products and his business. He, he couldn't bring those papers to the court because he didn't have the time. He wasn't adequately um, uh, representative. Um, so I, I also, that's another question I want to know. It's like, why did the judge not give this man a an extension on the trial so he could be more prepared. Why did that happen? The way was that, he provided a public defender? I mean, was he? I'm sure he was to some degree. Um, and that's not I, that that would make you feel any better. Yeah, right. right. Well, ultimately, he was charged with a and this is important too, a class three misdemeanor, which if you know anything about class three misdemeanors, this is a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't carry a fine any more than twenty five hundred dollars, I believe. Um, you can. I would happily take a class three misdemeanor, you know, a few times a year. That'd be fine with me. Uh, but after they convicted him of that, uh, the next day, um, Virginia Department of Ag showed back up to that farm, and that's when they really seized all of that food. Okay. So uh, somebody texted in and said, "I'd like to know uh, why they they condemn the meat." Okay, well, I'll I'll give you just one of the examples that I know of. Mm-hmm. So if they go in and they see the meat labeled, and this actually happened to Bryson, mm-hmm. and it says sausage and 100% pork sausage mm-hmm. spices, they confiscated. Uh, and made him do a recall on sausage because it didn't list every individual spice. Okay. All right. Now, that's what we're talking about when they can take like a little something that has a big gray area mm-hmm. and then say, oh, it's not labeled right. So we're going to, you know, we're going to confiscate this. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't do this right. So, you know, we're going to shut you. It would be like um, uh, going going to a restaurant and and they say you know you don't have this dishpan next to you got to have this dishpan here Mm -hmm. and you have to have like a floor covering here and because it's not there we're gonna shut you down right that doesn't happen yeah as a rule because Mm -hmm. most of them have more common sense than that sure with the the health department Mm -hmm. um i don't know we don't know what spurred this yeah there's something behind it i i don't know if it was maybe someone who had competition like competition mm-hmm. we've seen things like that happen sure, before sure. is it someone who's moved into the area that are going to save these poor country people from themselves right. um because you know uh, i mean oh, i can't believe you would go buy a chicken right from uh, you know, someone like that you need to be going to the food line the people uh, of PETA. i mean you know yeah, you, you I, never know you don't know where right. where it's coming from mm-hmm. this this was this was the part and I'll, I'll just pay a little bit more if you want to hear the entire uh interview Sunday show, 8 o'clock, WIQO. You can also catch it on the Spotify podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes into much more detail about the situation, even uh, the judge blessings. That was the judge uh, that was uh, in on this, uh, Sheriff Hodges uh, as well. Here's just a little bit more. We were talking about Mm -hmm. um, uh, this uh, Fisher Farm uh, near 
Farmville. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we when we last left our story, uh, they had trumped up some some things about them. Told them they couldn't use their um, the meats that they had raised and processed even for their own family. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the meats. Don't. Mm-hmm. We're talking twenty five thousand to thirty thousand dollars worth of mm-hmm. of proteins there. Uh, and then after they took them, slapped them with a misdemeanor. Now they're back at the farm. That's where we picked up. So during that trial is when the the, the judge um, Judge Blessings is his name. Uh, <laughs> it's like a it's like a Chihuahua named Angel. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic to say <laughs> yeah. the least. Mm-hmm. Um, he he deemed uh, Golden Valley's farms and, and Sam and his family's food he deemed it unfit for human consumption. Wow. Um, and, and and ordered it be destroyed. Um, so the day after the trial, the the, the two the same two in, uh, inspectors, meat and poultry inspectors for the Virginia Department of Agriculture, came back to the farm uh, with the presence of uh, the county sheriff's department. Um, you know, and, and I, I want to hit on the role of the sheriff in this situation and the okay. role of those deputies uh, or armed guards, as I call them, because if Sam were to try to stop these inspectors from doing what they were getting ready to do. Um, those officers would have used uh, violence to, to keep him from doing that. And I think it's interesting how the state gets to use the threat of violence to force their will, uh, and we do not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that needs to be recognized. Because that, they're there to protect the citizenry, mm-hmm. supposedly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Constitution, ultimately. Um, so they showed up after the day after the trial with a U-Haul box truck that they rented, um, real classy. And uh, those those armed guards stood over those two uh, inspectors while they unloaded that freezer. Um, and they loaded about $25,000 or $30,000 worth of food into this rented box truck. Did anybody record this? Was uh, Do we have any beautiful bean footage or is that why they went after the amish that's because they don't they don't uh, use those things okay all right yeah um you know there's not a a flourishing facebook page that they can use to be loud about this yeah um and i think that's intentional here for sure there's no doubt about that so they loaded uh they stole now they have illegally invaded unconstitutionally invaded this farm and now stolen food from a family um, this is an hour down the road. Too, Not by just the a way. family, uh, but the whole community. I mean, right. people who are relying on this. Thousands of customers that um, have invested in in these animals, raising these animals in in mm-hmm. clean ways to get the most nutritious foods possible to their community, and right. they've destroyed it. Right. Okay. They loaded it into the back of this box truck, took it down the road to the local dump site, oh which Lord. we're all familiar with, and they threw it into the dumpster. Now, here's the real. Uh, this is the part that really makes the hair on my neck stand up. The sheriff, he claims to be a constitutional sheriff, <laughs> and he claims to have the best interests for this farm in hand and that he uh, doesn't necessarily disagree with what was going on. But, but he's he, just doing his job. Just doing his job. Sure. Doesn't have the power or authority to do anything about it. Um, mm. And you're just going to stand by there and just do your job. When's he up for election? Do we uh, know? Currently, right now, I believe November is the general election. And uh, what is his name? His name is Daryl Hodges. Oh, current, Sheriff Hodges. Yeah. Um, He'll be showing you some love. You know, mm, so they took it down the road, threw all that meat into the dump. And then this sheriff even went as far to post a armed guard slash deputy at the dump site um so none of it could be retrieved the entire night uh just to prevent some poor farmer kid uh for maybe 
climbing down into the dumpster and, and scavenging what meat or food he could. Okay. We're, we're working on some FOIA to get more details about this because we can't get any answers from anybody mm-hmm. on this. Um, Sheriff yeah. Hodges is up for re-election in Cumberland, mm-hmm. Virginia. Listen to what he says on his page. As a law enforcement officer, my fundamental duty is to serve the community, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, and the peaceful against violence or disorder, to respect the constitutional rights of all to liberty, equality, and justice. I will keep my private life unsullied as an example to all and will behave in a manner that that does not discredit me or my agency. That's just a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's not happening in this situation. Right. And not only have they taken that food from that farmer, that livelihood from that farmer, there are people in that community that have invested. Oh, yeah. So they lose. The the farmer loses it twice. He loses the product and he's got to refund money. Right. That's going to crush them. And these people, these families have to find... A new source. A new source of food. Because they don't want government meat that might be shot up with with all kinds of hormones and and FDA-approved stuff. The things that these farmers can tell you about how our food is processed is... Oh, yeah. Scary. It is. We're not going to stay on this. I just feel like it's important that you know because, uh, you know, we we have venison in our Mm -hmm. freezer. Yeah. If they can do that to him, you think they they couldn't try to roll up in our house and go, we've decided this isn't labeled right. Uh, this hasn't been done properly. You've butchered that yourself. Right. We're going to confiscate it and save you from yourself. Or they'll go after the butcher. I mean, right. They'll go after. To try to shut them down. To shut I'm, them down. I'm telling you, it's happening, and it's happening in Virginia. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to be paying attention. Absolutely. That's all. We can move on to something more pleasant now. 720. (laughs) The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. could go around today 724 that is a tough story it it is because i i think it just shows you how much overreach there there can be right and i had a lot of experience with with some of these folks when i was running a farmer's market Mm -hmm. and you and you would have people come in usually people who were selling a competing product right and they would you know they would call i had somebody uh called the health department because i had a vendor and their eggs weren't refrigerated okay well the eggs weren't refrigerated because they had just pulled those eggs that morning they had literally just got the eggs out of the nest put them in and brought them to the farmer's market i mean as fresh as it can possibly be and if you're ignorant of such things Mm -hmm. you you don't know yeah yeah that eggs don't have to be refrigerated right 
uh, until they've been refrigerated. Once they've been refrigerated, you have you, to keep you gotta them. you got to keep them there, yeah. Right. Uh, you said you've got... You've I've got, got some sitting on the counter. They've been there for a week. I don't know week. if I'm allowed to say that now. You, you may not, so they may show up at and, your door. explain for those that don't know what a FOIA request is. Freedom of Information Act. You, they just want to know why. They just want, want to know why. Because it, it affected them. They want to dig into the details why this even happened. And, and you, and and you, you should have know, the right. You and they'll drag their feet on it. What's really sad? You know who wants to see the FOIA request more than anybody? The Fisher family. Right. Because they they still don't understand right. fully why this even happened. Sure. And and sure. you can't even keep it to feed your dogs? Really? Right. I mean, we live in a country now that, that treasures dogs more than they do unborn children. Sure. I get that. Right. But I, it, it's a, to me, it is an overreach of astonishing Proportion. measure. Yeah. 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 yeah that's... And and that for them to be able to come in and and say and, and the thing about it is, you don't have to let them in mm-hmm. to your to your property. You have a warrant, right? And they produced that. They they did produce Went it in twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah, when they knew he wasn't going to be there. That's they, why we it, know the judge's name is on it because judge has to approve that. Right. And, and, and I want to know what they went to the judge with. Yeah, you know what I mean. They probably painted this scenario. You've seen, I, again, I'm going to say it, you believe it on TV. Right. You know, why don't you believe it when it happens in real life? And this will be one of those things where I would be like, oh, no, there's more to this story right. than that. But having experience, uh, like when I did events, for example, depending on which health inspector would come, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I knew my, my day was going to be, sure. it was going to be a long day. Sure. Some of them were just a pain in the butt. Right. Not for the protection of the the public but just because it was literally the least amount of power that could ever go to anybody's head yep you know they just with right inspectors on the job site too yeah same thing i mean they it's a power ride right for them but i mean this these are things that really just just not all of them exactly there were some that we would get and their concern was genuinely they wanted to make sure that these these vendors were fully educated. Right. They knew exactly what was a safe practice. Right. Beef what was up not. that header across the garage. This is Wednesday. I'll be back Friday. Just do it by Friday, and you, right. you're good to go. Exactly. And it's just we're working hand in hand here, right. not against each other. Right. And 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 you know it just makes you you feel like that it's because they're trying to shut down people who are are not towing the government well, line that, that's it that's that's see this is where the government they say oh you conspiracy theorists i had somebody tell me the other day you know what the difference is between the, a conspiracy theory and fact yeah about 60 days mm-hmm. in some cases not you know, in, not, not in, in all cases, cases right but it, it's it, you know it's like they complain but they're the ones that throw this stuff and they throw a wrench into the works of the working man. Right. And then they wonder why people complain about government. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's my thing. Is you're we just pay a, their dang salaries. You're encroaching in an area that is none of your business. If I want to raise chickens and I want to feed my family, you know, farm fresh eggs. And mm-hmm. if my neighbor wants some of those eggs right. and, and they know where those eggs are coming from, it's none of your business. Right. You, you, none, now, if somebody gets sick... Sure. Or yeah. something like that. That's a problem, right? That's a problem. Yeah. But I mean, this man had I mean, this is the all kinds proverbial of proverbial little kid raising money for 
you know, people in Gaza that need blankets for, and they a have lemonade a lemonade stand, stand and somebody coming in saying it's, it's child it labor. Right. That happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And then that usually gets turned around because of the public pressure. So here's the point, people. Public pressure needs to bear down on the local government and say, you can't do this. Right. Because you know what? We're the ones that vote you in. And, and if you think if you think for a second that they didn't pick an Amish community right. by design. Well, you, 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 you are that. kidding yourself. Right. You discussed that with the guest on, on Sunday. You're, you're joking. You, you're right. just kidding yourself yeah. because that was absolutely They're by gonna design. They're going to be running around with a bunch of iPhones filming it so we have some evidence. Right. Yeah, they don't want that. Right, because they don't have iPhones. Right, exactly. Um, somebody said, if someone did that at my house or business, they better be right with the Lord because they're about <laughs> to meet him. Uh, this was the test on the Amish. They won't fight back. I, right. I think that's... I think that's yeah, accurate. Yeah, I think, I think anyway, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting story. If you want to hear the entire interview, uh, you can do that. It's Sustainable Living Made Easy with Glenn Boblitz. Uh, some some interesting topics When did take Henry place. Ford, or Harrison Ford character, right. like in that movie, The Witness. Yeah, We need right. somebody to infiltrate. I have a very specific set of skills <laughs> to raise chicken and eggs, <laughs> and you're not taking them. Wow, you can get low with that voice. Not today. I'm tired. I haven't slept a lot. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It gives me a much broader range. You can be the range. female Barry White over there. <laughs> You'll never find <laughs> as long as you live. That's Lou Rawls. Yeah, that's anyway. Lou Rawls. That's okay. okay. Good song. We've got WDBJ7 on the way. We also have your meteorologist, Matt Ferguson, with your forecast coming up here on The Morning Jam. One of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time. I don't think he had another hit. Did he? I, don't, I, don't, I mean, he had other albums, but... I'd look that up. I mean, he just he set the world on fire with that mm-hmm. song. Currently 48 degrees in Lynchburg, Bedford, Roanoke, and Salem. 53 in Danville. 49 in Appomattox. 47 in Amherst. Well, Janet, dadgummit, don't wait till the last minute to do your shopping before Thanksgiving. Mm. You know why? Why? Because Walmart posted... It's going to be closed. Walmart oh. will be closed. They're closing their stores during the Thanksgiving for what? the fourth year in a row. Good for them. Yeah. Because they're going to be doors locked getting ready for Black Friday. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, probably going to make their people work. I guess maybe not. I hope I'm just not. saying that. Walmart is the first large retailer to announce the closing of its doors during the fall holiday. Uh, but many more announcements are certain to follow. The decision to close stores during the holidays came, uh, you know, commonplace because of the pandemic, the COVID-19. Because they had started, you know, being open on right. on Thanksgiving. So people would hurry up and eat and then they would go out and start shopping, mm-hmm. you know. And it says here, uh, you know, the brands deciding to do so to thank their employees uh, that work so hard. So uh, don't count on getting that last minute, you know box of uh, stovetop stuffing for thanksgiving on <laughs> on thursday morning at walmart blasphemy <laughs> i figured you would who's gonna use stovetop stuffing <laughs> on thanksgiving what saying. are we homeless what are you talking about <laughs> hey in a pinch it works okay not at my house i understand <laughs> oh, like seriously no at rose's house you gotta go co- my the son front would be 40, doing a will a wellness check separate the wheat in the chaff and then make the <laughs> bread and then toast the bread that was just made that morning for your it's not uh, for, that bad okay well it's that good <laughs> okay all right i'm sure uh, it is lynchburg foodies you've got some good news for you the glass house is reopening its door now transformed into a gastro lounge what I yeah 
a gastro lounge? You heard me. I've never heard of that term. I don't know. It, it sounds like I might need a Tums later <laughs> a little bit, lounge. that term. It like um, it's a place after you get a colonoscopy. Well, send him over to the gastro lounge <laughs> to get his wits back. <laughs> and this is why Dave Henderson won't hire Mark to do his marketing. Uh, <laughs> he owns the Water Dog and the Glass House. Yeah. And he says it's basically an elevated cocktail bar okay. and, and food. Okay. Uh, less formulatic than a traditional restaurant. Um, uh, when you come here, there's no rush to get you out the door. Uh, we want you to come, stay with your friends, enjoy your time. Uh, they'll still have music. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll continue with Rosé Thursdays. Okay. Uh, the fans of the original Glass House uh, and Water Dog are used to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they'll have a kind of a tapas-style menu, which rotates seasonally. All tapas, right. for those of you who don't know, means it's just enough food to tick you off <laughs> that's what, that's I'm, my husband's I'm, description right right no i get that. or a small plate right it, i mean for very for, small for ladies it's good for men right though that i've been with the tapas restaurant they're like you've got to be kidding me right <laughs> so not good yeah but i i mean i like tapas restaurants i really i really do in, enjoy them but mm. i mean it is a little noshy nosh kind of thing for yeah sure it nauseous that's that's what i'm thinking no Noshy, like a little nosh. nosh no i get it like i, I just want a little nosh yeah a little sometimes nosh. you just want a little something something how about we give you a little something something uh, we discovered during the break ah uh, yeah see i wasn't that low. as long as you you'll never find that he had another huge hit he did that i forgot about uh, yeah because you're like cow. one hit wonder he wasn't he was a two hit wonder he was a two hit wonder now here's what we're gonna do we're gonna play we're not gonna tell you what it is but you're gonna figure it out pretty darn quick My lady love. there it is yeah with love that's tender as a baby's touch you give me all of the things that i need so, so much, much. See, yeah. it's so Groove good. My world, my lady love. Groovy, baby, groovy. Oh, I love it. See, you, you don't hear Lou Rawls anymore. You should. Makes me want to go home and <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> something. Something like, something like that. So I was oh. thinking during that, just looking those songs up and just the fun. We should do like a podcast of just. Of just great songs about that songs you're not going to hear anymore. So we can shake some of this uh, residue from the politics. I'm telling you, the the uh, a podcast in our future. The headlines are just They're tough. And what was Trump doing yesterday? Oh my gosh! When you play the audio was, was really that? low, but it, it's like, come on, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna play Joe Biden here. Come on, man. I don't know what he's thinking. I, I, he's I, not. I just, he basically was in Florida yesterday criticizing netanyahu Mm -hmm. and and praising hezbollah as very smart why would he do that i don't and and see just when i start kind of like easing up on trump okay he does something boneheaded like this and i just want to smack him right i just don't understand why here's the guy i mean as tough as he is supposedly yeah he he is so so thin-skinned yeah i mean because because BB, and that's what it is. Because BB congratulated Biden when he won. Yes, that it, ticked him off. It did tick him off. He uh, he BB's said, a politician you know, like you, Trump. He of course he has to congratulate his his main ally that helps right. supply whatever billion dollars that he they needs. get every year um, for defense. You know, I'll never forget that BB let us down. Had a very bad experience with Israel. 
uh, Netanyahu pulled out, he says, at the last minute from a joint Israel 2020 operation to assassinate General Qasem Soleimani. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump said they went ahead with the strike anyway. Uh, his version of the events haven't been confirmed, but he said, uh, we did it, but I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us, Netanyahu let us down. Mm. It was a very terrible thing. We were disappointed by that, very disappointed. But we did the job ourselves, and it was absolute precision. A magnificent, beautiful job. Well, see, it almost looks like a parody. Right. You and get then all the BB credit, tried then, to take care. No. Then he says, and BB tried to take credit for it. It didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. Oh, my gosh. He uh, suggested the story wasn't previously known. Oh, they'll say it's classified. Maybe it is, but I don't think so. I'm taking my cruise missiles and going home. Right. BB. Right. Bye bye to BB. And there was there were reports he was pretty furious when Netanyahu congratulated Biden. Um, earlier in his speech, Trump complimented the Iran-aligned Hezbollah and suggested the group got the idea after a U.S. official expressed fears that Hamas could be could open a second front and said Israel now had to put its intelligence gathering had to, had to pick it up. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like it when they they say it, he acknowledged. Well, they're all obsessed with killing Jews. That's what they are. Right. And and was this a brilliant plan? I mean, you have to recognize that everybody, it's including our... It's a shrewd Aaron, one. It's a shrewd one, but it was brilliant in the sense that nobody knew it was coming, including the billions of dollars we spent on intelligence. Right. I can't believe it. Now, the Trump spokesperson tried to, to walk back some of this. Uh, and do some damage control. They said Trump was clearly pointing out how incompetent Biden and his administration were by telegraphing to the terrorists an area that is susceptible to an attack. I think we could have spent a little bit more time focusing on that and not patting ourselves on the back and and looking butthurt from... Sorry, that wasn't ladylike. That's okay. But that's how it comes across. That wasn't very ladylike. It wasn't, no. (laughs) Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, that's where he was speaking, was in Florida, said, it's absurd that anyone, much less someone running for president, would choose now to attack our friend and ally Israel, much less praise Hezbollah as very smart. I don't normally recommend watching Morning Joe. But watch the 10-minute interview that Ron DeSantis did with them, and he went on CNN. He needs to be in the enemy's camp, and that, that is Ron, to get to get the message out right. that, you know, I'm not this inept little twit that Trump portrays me to be. Yeah. Now, granted, Trump's slamming him in the polls. Yeah. You know, the is. entertainment But I don't understand. Is, it's when he does stuff like that right. that I don't understand I don't why either. people— won't hold him accountable for right. that because that was not acceptable. No, it's not. That was not cool. Sorry. No. And I know all you Trumpers are going to like fuss at me. That's fine. I don't care. I'm used to it. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, let's go to the, the kitchen. Yeah, How about can we that? go to the kitchen? Yeah, I, I feel I'd like, like that. I got to come up with some more lyrics with that. That's not very ladylike. Dun, 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 dun. You're much more friendly when it's you time sleep for at Janet's night. Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Or a lyric, maybe. <laughs> uh, five and Dine, brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, today is National 
pulled pork day. Mm. Yes, it is. Yum. It's also Throwback Thursday, so keep that in mind. Uh, today, you can get fresh-made market breakfast sausage, $1.99 a pound. Uh, you can also save on Double Q Salmon, two for $7. There's a limit of six on those. They have other Throwback Thursday specials as well if you go in there today. Mm. So here's our recipe for our oven-roasted perfect pulled pork. You can always get just beautiful pork offerings over at FNL, uh, including boneless pork shoulder, which is what we recommend for this recipe. You're going to start in a small bowl, mixing together all your magical seasonings. That's going to be brown sugar, some chili powder, some salt, paprika, black pepper, uh, dry mustard, oregano, garlic powder, and onion powder. You're going to completely cover that uh, boneless pork shoulder and I like to let it sit overnight. So mm-hmm. really let those flavors get in there. Uh, you're going to preheat your oven to 300 degrees. And then in an oven's safe pot, uh, so like a, a, a baker, you're going to sear that on all sides just to get a little browning done. And you're also going to put some uh, onions in there and let those saute down to cook with the pork. Uh, after all that happens, you're going to put in a cup of beer. If you don't want to use beer, you can use root beer or Coke if you want to. Right. Uh, and then you're going to put the lid on it. You're going to put it into your oven and cook it for about three hours. You're right. going to check it about the 90-minute mark to make sure that it hasn't gone dry, that there's still okay. your liquids yep. in there. If you need to add more, add it in there at that time. Use an oven thermometer to check the internal temperature. You're going to want that to get to about 195. Okay. That's when you know that it's going to be ready to be pulled. It's going to be tender enough to do that. Uh, once it gets to 195, you can pull it from the oven, let it cool, and then uh, pull it. And then if you're going to put any additional barbecue sauces on it, you can do it that way. The great thing about this recipe is you can make this, have it for dinner, and then you can portion out the rest of that, um, freeze it in zipper bags, and then pull out dinner anytime you want. It freezes beautifully. Nice. Get the recipe by going to Facebook. Just type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on boneless chuck roast, four ninety-eight a pound. Family pack pork spare ribs are $1.98 a pound. Family pack chicken drumsticks are $1.48 a pound. Fresh Boston butt roast is $1.98 a pound. And family pack pork steak or country style ribs, $2.48 a pound. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. 
Missed part of the morning jam? No problem. You can listen to the show anytime by going to SoundCloud and typing in the morning jam on VTRN, followed by the numerical date. It's that simple. We upload all of our interviews, the morning jam eye opener, and each hour of the show individually. Don't miss out on any of the great content that's delivered online just for you on our SoundCloud page. The morning jam on VTRN. If you don't have your tickets yet for Live from Rose Ridge, These Haunted Hills, Mm. I think there are a few left, but they've sold really well, and we're thankful for that. Um, We've got some great, scary storytellers. We have some amazing singers. Uh, We had practice again last night. Mm -hmm. Salty came, got together with his girls, and uh, did his backup singers. I I will tell you, he clearly has been practicing really yeah for sure okay uh so he's going to be doing his version of marie laveau yeah uh we also have uh andrea plunkett joining us mm-hmm. she's going to be doing her version of i put a spell on you i just recorded this with my phone but i just want you to hear a little bit of the pipes on this lady that's going to be joining us uh saturday night six o'clock at second stage amherst How about that? That's pretty good, yeah. huh? Yeah. She, she's got some pipes yeah. on her. Uh, mm. And we have got a, just a wide variety of music. So we've mm. got we've got uh, Andrea doing I Put a Spell on You. Right. We've also got an all-female version of uh, Fleetwood Mac's The Chain, which is kind of spooky and great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've got some Appalachian cra- uh, you know, classics mm-hmm. like Long Black Veil. Right. And uh, we've got a, a relatively baby song called The Ghost of Eli Jones. Oh, That's okay. a lot of fun, yeah. uh, too. And I've written one. I wrote a ballad. Oh, wow. About Belle Ganesse. Okay. Who is the most notorious female serial killer in American history? Oh, geez, you picked. <laughs> she. It's a spooky time of year. It's well, what I we're know, supposed to I do. <laughs> she would lure men in. Sleep with one eye open. Through the personal ads. Oh. She was. Now, a, what, what What is the time frame? This is like uh, like 1908. 1908. Okay. I think was when she. <laughs> did one of her her massive burn downs she was wow. also quite the pyromaniac no. um, but she would lure these men in with promises of you know a wealthy she owned a farm mm-hmm. you know come help me run the farm and i'm right. a, a wealthy widow woman and mm-hmm. and yeah so so that's uh, wow yeah it's pretty it's a pretty cool story uh but if you don't have your tickets get your tickets so many of you have bought them and i, I thank you 
for that because it is kind of a, a love letter to my dad mm-hmm. um, talking about life on the Appalachia, sharing right. stories and songs and that kind of thing. And Salty, so he's doing so good. Hmm. Uh, if you want a link to the tickets, you could just text me at 434-248-0704 and I can send that to you directly or you can go to secondstageamherst.org. Thank you um, for letting uh, me share that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and there was a little bit of activity here after the show yesterday from Ruth Ann. Yes, Ruth Ann's coming. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I heard. I'm hoping that I can, because, you know, Ruth Ann's quite a singer. Mm. She's a very good singer. Did not know. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe we need to get Ruth Ann uh, with think, a Christmas show. Has she sang? She, she either sang on... She, Our show, or when you and Larry did, a I show. think she, I think she called and sang "Happy Birthday" to you one year, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. I have heard her and, sing. Yeah, pretty, pretty sultry little voice that yeah, little yeah, Miss yeah. Ruth Ann well, has a, there. You talking about sassy? She's a sassy. Yeah, she, lady. She's she's sassy. She's got it going on. Mm-hmm. We love her. <laughs> so there you go. Um. All right. So did you see the um the story? Because people are still fascinated with the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Probably sure. now more than than ever mm-hmm. before. Uh, there's a story that's out talking about how John Lennon wanted to start writing with Paul McCartney again. Years after their uh, infamous feud. Oh, okay, yeah. So, in January of 1975, Paul and Linda were saying, we're going to go down to New Orleans and do a new album so John says, oh, great. New Orleans always loved it. Uh, May Pang, who dated the Hey Jude songwriter during his temporary split from Yoko Ono, mm-hmm. uh, she said a couple of days later, he's tinkling on the guitar and he goes, what do you think if I wrote with Paul again? And I was shocked. The reference is like, you know, the exorcist, the head flips back. Right, <laughs> and right. She said, I think it would be great. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, maybe we should go down. And and go down to New Orleans. So this is 75. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I think they broke up in 70. Mm, Am I right on that? Is that, that right? Like, yeah, I think so. I think it's I think 70 because Paul did his album, Ram, his first album in 71. Yeah. So I'm, yep. I'm thinking it's around 1970, 69. I mean, obviously, there were tense times in the late 60s with the Beatles, you know, because they were arguing who's going to have their song on the album and all right. that. Right. Yeah. It and, got kind of funky. Yeah. And George, you By know, that felt point, left out. They kind of like it cut those cooler heads were prevailing, right, perhaps. Right. And, and then the wives got involved. I know. And I think, I think Yoko Ono kept that going. Well, that's the. That's the long-standing rumor that and she. Do you think it's by irony that they're well, split up when he's thinking about writing with them again? I don't think so. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. See, I did not know that. I I, I do have a. If you ever have a chance to watch the Dick, Dick Cavett interview with George Harrison, um, and just it, there's only a couple of them out there online, and he said, "Yeah, Yoko Ono was sitting right there just three days ago," and George Harrison jumped out of the seat. Mm, jokingly but yeah, he but sat back so down but just to show you his he didn't want any bad mojo rub, right, rubbing off on him right. yeah i get that but no this is interesting it's the first time i've ever heard this well lennon uh, had, had did refer to his time with pang he he called it his lost weekend mm. um because yoko he and yoko got together back to back together mm-hmm. shortly thereafter um and yeah 
So I'm sure she put the kibosh on that. Yeah, sure. uh, of course, he was assassinated in 1980. Yeah. He did reunite with with McCarthy, uh, mm-hmm. with McCartney, but mm-hmm. um, but they never wrote together. Okay. Again, which is kind of sad. That is sad. So that was quite a. They they say it was the yin and the yang. You know, mm-hmm. he would write a line, the other one would write a line, and and just seeing some of the documentaries on on the process, how um, even even the uh, Eleanor Rigby. And stuff they took, you know, names out of the phone book oh, to yeah. come up with some of the characters. It's just quite amazing when it you is, think about it. It is interesting to see what inspires those things. Now, is this the girl? Is this the lady? This the is her, and you may remember it if I tell you this part of the story. Uh, so, because Yoko Ono actually set them up, really, during a difficult time in their marriage, oh, um, because she was their personal assistant at the time, and she came to her and said, "I want you to go out with him." Okay. Because she wanted to be able to have control right. over sure. who he was seeing. Sure. And um Interesting. And she said at first she refused but but then, you know, it gave in to that. Um uh, after he went back to Ono, uh she said they, they still spent time together. The fascination. Because uh, no. I mean, you know, Yoko Ono's still alive. I, just not the most attractive lady to where the Beatles could certainly not the best singer. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, but and apparently he would go secretly, you know, to see her mm-hmm. even after and even after that. Wow. Uh, there is a documentary, The Lost Weekend, a love story. It was released last year. If you're curious about that, okay. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Wish they had written together again. Yeah. Eight o'clock. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest, and 